is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Seventy-seven. Your departure frequency will be one two five point zero five. Runway three zero. Clear for takeoff. Clear for takeoff. Clear for takeoff. Runway three zero. American seventy-seven. American seventy-seven. Dallas departure radar contact. Climb and maintain five thousand. Five thousand. American seventy-seven. American 77, contact Washington Center 133.27. Uh, 3327, American 77, thanks for getting it. Adelox, American 77, passing 25.1, 270. American 77, uh, climb, climb maintain flight level 290, sir. 290, American 77. American 77, turn 20 degrees right, vector for your climb. That's my right, American 77. Seven, uh, Roger. Maintain flight level three five zero. I'll show that as your final. At three five zero for final American seventy seven. Thank you, sir. American seventy seven. Climb and maintain flight level three five zero. Three 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 five zero. American seventy seven. American seventy seven. Clear direct uh, Thomas. American 77, Indy. American 77, American Indy. American 77 American Indy Radio Check. How do you read?
American uh, 77 American radio check. How do you read? This is Jacobs. Uh, this is uh, Henderson, American 77. I don't know what happened to him. I'm trying to read him. Looks like he turned, took a turn to the south, and uh, now I'm, uh, I don't know what altitude he's at or what he's doing. Last night he was at, uh, heading towards Falmouth at 35. Well, just let me know. Okay, I'll try to get a hold of him. Thanks. We just had a plane crash into level four of the World Trade Center. Transmit a second alarm and start relocating companies into the area. We have a number of floors on fire. It looked like the plane was aiming towards the building. You have a second plane into the other tower of the tower of the train set of major fire. And you're going to have jumpers, baby, jumpers. One of the buildings is partially collapsed, and the whole entire area tank. The south tower, major collapse. The other tower just collapsed, major collapse, major collapse. Everybody get out, we had a collapse of the second tower. While the storm clouds gather far across the sea, let us swear allegiance to a land that's free.
Club Inn. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Welcome back, America. I thought it better I not introduce what you heard. It speaks for itself. 22 years later, the greatest attack on American soil by any enemy country. The first greatest attack was the Confederacy, the Democrat Party. But putting that aside for now. And where was Joe Biden? He was in Alaska. Was he in Alaska because he's rude? No. He doesn't have the foggiest idea what day it is. Honestly. His Politburo that's controlling this country behind the scenes, they put him in Alaska on 9-11. Because he humiliates this country every time he opens his big mouth. And he would have humiliated this country on a sacred anniversary. 22 years after the attack on the United States by the Islamo-Nazis. And I want to talk more about this when we return because they've done something else today. Two other things. Obviously in honor to the men and women who have perished on 9-11 and thereafter, including those who have fought wars to get these bastards. I'll be right back. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. i tell you something what uh, Biden, really his uh, Sanders-Obama Politburo has done today. 
on the 22nd anniversary of 9-11, when the Islamo-Nazis attacked the United States of America, killed 3,000 of our people, for which we went to war, and lost even more of our men and women. This is the Associated Press from about an hour ago. The Biden administration has cleared the way for the release of five American citizens detained in Iran, ready, by issuing a blanket waiver for international banks to transfer $6 billion in frozen Iranian money from South Korea to Qatar without fear of U.S. sanctions. In addition, as part of the deal, the administration has agreed to release five Iranian citizens held in the United States. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, he's actually not, yeah, well, signed off on these sanctions waivers late last week, a month after U.S. and Iranian officials said an agreement in principle was in place. Congress was not informed of the waiver decision until Monday, according to the notification which was obtained by the Associated Press. The outlines of the deal had been previously announced and the waiver was expected, but the notification marked the first time the administration said it was releasing five Iranian prisoners as part of the deal. The prisoners have not been named. Why not? Because you don't live in a free country anymore, that's why. Congress is cut out of the deal. The American people are cut out of the deal. The Politburo is ruling. The Sanders-Obama Politburo is in charge. Operating behind the scenes and in the shadows. I don't even think Joe Biden can sign his name anymore. What a, what a pathetic regime we have here. What a pathetic people we've become. Thanks to half the nitwits in this country that vote for this crap. The waiver is likely to draw criticism of Joe Biden from Republicans and others. Notice Republicans and others. Let's stop right there because that's the most accurate things the AP says here. Have you heard from Chuck Schumer about this, New York? No. Gillibrand? No. How about the mayor of New York? Nope. How about the governor of New York? Nope. Not exclusively, but where the most damage was done on 9-11. The governor, the mayor, the two senators say nothing. Zero. Six billion dollars in the hands of the Iranians. They're selling crude oil like popcorn in a movie theater. Tens of billions of dollars into their coffers. And I want to make this clear. 100% abundantly clear. There will be a war with Iran. Because of what this administration is doing. Because of what this administration is doing. Not because of Israel. Not because of the Gulf Arab states. No. Because of Joe Biden and the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. Just like there's going to be a war over Taiwan. Or... 100% capitulation by the United States, which will result in a war one day, even a bigger war somewhere else. You don't nip this stuff in the bud 
Why are we giving $6 billion to the Iranians and all those Trump haters out there? All you moronic Trump haters out there. He had his foot on the throat of that Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. Their economy was collapsing. The people of Iran were rising up. And now, look at this. He didn't like his tweets. Now the Democrat Party wants to bury him alive. Sick. Sick. But that's not all. 9 11. where these terrorists came from Saudi Arabia, most of them. Most of them. Bin Laden's daddy got very, very rich in Saudi Arabia. So, what happened today? In a tweet today, National Security Council spokesman Adrian Watson, who the hell's Adrian Watson? Ready? Applauded Saudi Arabia after it committed tens of billions of dollars towards the Partnership for Global Infrastructure. What about our infrastructure? Saudis haven't paid us for that. Look how sick this is. This White House, 9-11 means nothing to them. The Islamo-Nazi regime building nuclear weapons. Spreading terrorism means nothing to them. Saudi Arabia's role in 9-11 means nothing to them. Absolutely nothing. So the White House today comes out and officially thanks the Saudi Arabian government for committing $20 billion to support, ready? President Joe Biden's signature initiative, the Partnership for Global Infrastructure. He really means climate change, you know. The initiative spearheaded by Biden seeks to spur economic growth in low- and middle-income countries with investments in infrastructure. Oh, that'll work. They're going to build highways in the desert where people can't eat, where people can't drink. The way you build prosperity is through what we call capitalism. Completely out of touch, these bastards. And they post this 20 minutes after the first tower fell. 20 minutes after the first tower fell. So Biden from Alaska today, in his name, his Politburo, sent $6 billion to the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran and, and thanks the Saudi Arabian inbred government for $20 billion for his big, big program. Infrastructure in the third world. It's, it's, uh, the word amazing doesn't even, doesn't even work anymore. And you will have people defend this to the end. You will have fools defend this to the end. Some of them have PhDs, some of them are lawyers, some of them are doctors. Almost all of them are Democrats. The Democrats know that their man is about three steps away from being a vegetable. They know this. But they don't care. Because they hate us and they hate the country. They want that fundamental transformation at any cost, you know, especially yours. 
So what? Iran gets $6 billion. Okay, well, what do we care? You know, so what? And so what? He, he tips his hat at Saudi Arabia. Big deal. So what? It's 9-11. So what? Mr. Producer, let's go ahead with that statement from the White House about Pearl Harbor. They came up with an excuse. Go ahead. Uh, our focus the last couple of days has been on President Biden here in South Asia. And when I asked a White House official why it is that President Biden is, was here and missing the 9-11 uh, commemorations at the attack sites, the analogy that I was given is that 22 years after Pearl Harbor, U.S. presidents were not still going to visit Hawaii. That said, the whole point of this trip appeared to be countering China. Everything that we were told ahead of it, uh, they were going to come here to try to counter Chinese influence in the region. But when we finally heard from President Biden, he told us the exact opposite. This trip was about, it was less about containing China. I, I, I don't want to contain China. We're not looking to hurt China. Uh, sincerely. We're all better off if China does well. I, I want to see China succeed economically. I don't want to see it succeed by the rules. And the Democrats are thrilled with this man. Their propaganda machine, their demagogues are out there in full force clicking their heels as they march along. The tremendous accomplishments of this man. Oh, yes. He's unbelievable. There's no match in history. And they start attacking Trump. That's their answer. He doesn't want to contain the communist Chinese, so he doesn't even believe in containment. Then I have a question as somebody who supports Ukraine. Then why are we in Ukraine? We're trying to contain Russia, but not China. You see my point, Mr. Producer? This guy is a mental bowl of applesauce. That's what he is. Got to watch myself. It's just unbelievable. And well, he wants he wants communist China to succeed. They're stealing us blind. Every piece of technology they have was built on what they stole from us. He's a complete Manchurian president. He's been bought and paid for. Only a Manchurian president who's received, as Peter Schweitzer says, over $30 million that family's received. Mr. Comer's a little short with his $20 million. Over $30 million from the communist Chinese, the Biden crime family. That's why he says what he says. No, we don't want to contain them. We wish them all the best. And it's great to hear from the great Republican leader in the Senate. Who every day sounds like Joe Biden and uh, John Fetterman and uh, Diane Feinstein. The Republicans of the Senate are useless, buffoonish, stupid even. They see what's going on in this country. They can't unite about, around a damn thing. They can't even unite around an ice cream cone. They won't do it. And you got like these four or five in the leadership. You know, it's there. There's. McConnell out there at the microphone, and then it looks like they're bringing the pallbearers out, you know. Oh, there's Thune, there's uh, Barrasso, there's Cornyn, there's Sleepy, there's Dopey, there they are. 
Where are they today? Nowhere. Biden should be condemned as administration for be, be condemned. They just handed our enemy $6 billion for, for God's sakes. They keep threatening to attack us and we give them $6 billion? Let me tell you something genius about Pearl Harbor. Even Franklin Roosevelt, as bad as he was, and he was lousy. He didn't give the equivalent of $6 billion to the Empire of Japan and Tojo prior to us being attacked, you idiot. Good God. Where are the Democrats? Where's Hakeem Jeffries? Hakeem? Hakeem, where are you? You're visiting with your uncle? What's his uncle's name again? I forget. Doesn't matter. It's all in the book. Hakeem. Uncle Jeffries, I guess. I don't know. But there he is with his uncle, I'm sure. Celebrating. His uncle, the Jew-hating, America-hating Uncle Jeffries. Who Hakeem Jeffries, when he was really smart and was in college, defended to the hilt. Where is Hakeem today? Nobody knows. Is he condemning any of this? Of course not. He's from New York. Well, where is he? Nowhere. Where are all the Democrats in Congress from New York City today? Where are they? Where's that fat slob, Jerome, what is his name? Jerry Nadler. You know, he even got that belt to reduce his weight. Well, that worked, didn't it? No, it didn't. Just like Christie, holy mackerel. Where are they? Where's Aach? AOC? Where's Bowman? They're nowhere. They have a problem. They hate America. You attack America. And remember our friend Omar. Remember her, Mr. Producer? You know, they did that thing on 9-11. Wasn't she the one who said that? Some people did something on 9-11. That's right, you a-hole. They certainly did. And she's a member of Congress. You'd be respectful to members of Congress. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios 
shows, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592, or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. President stopped going, you know, to Pearl Harbor after 22 years. That's his excuse. Actually, that's the Politburo's excuse. They made it up. Has he been to Palestine, Ohio yet? No. Has he really been to the border yet? No. Been to Rehoboth Beach, half his presidency? Wilmington, the other half? We're dealing with a psycho. And the people around him are operatives. They're handlers. They're running the country. This guy is running nothing but his mouth. And maybe below his waist. But that's about it. Chris Matthews used to have a tingle going up his leg. Remember that, Mr. Producer? Biden has a tingle going down his leg. And in truth, it's no joke. It's no joke. That's why the Department of Justice is protecting Biden, too. They'll never appoint a special counsel because it'll expose him as the John Gotti of presidents. And by the way, that's besmirching John Gotti. It's frightening. You know, we talk about nukes out there, and who has nukes? Well, we have nukes, and we have this idiot who's, who's next to the button. You know what else, America? As I sit here and think about 22 years ago. America's mayor. There's never been a mayor like Rudy Giuliani. Cleaned up a filthy city. Took criminals of all types. Rested them and put them away. You could walk almost anywhere in New York. And proudly so. Now the Democrat Party Biden regime wants to put him in prison for the rest of his life. They want to put him in prison for the rest of his life. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, I'm going to read you something. I want to read you something from the epilogue, my book that's going to be released literally in eight days. The Democrat Party Hates America. And this is a quote that I mentioned to you before from Neil Gorsuch, Associate Supreme Court Justice. 
in May of 2023 of this year in his concurring opinion in Arizona versus Mayorkas. This relates to what's going on all over this country today, but I want to talk about it in relation to New Mexico and the fascist dictator in that state. Since March 2020, we have experienced the greatest intrusion on civil liberties in the peacetime history of this country. It's a Supreme Court justice. Executive officials across the country issued emergency decrees on a breathtaking scale. Governors and local leaders imposed lockdown orders, forcing people to remain in their homes. They shuttered businesses and schools, public and private. They closed churches, even as they allowed casinos and other favorite businesses to carry on. They threatened violators, not just with civil penalties, but with criminal sanctions, too. They surveilled church parking lots, recorded license plates, and issued notices warning that attendance at even outdoor services, satisfying all state social distancing and hygiene requirements, could amount to criminal conduct. Federal executive officials entered the act, too. They deployed a public health agency to regulate landlord-tenant relations nationwide. They used a workplace safety agency to issue a vaccination mandate for most working Americans. They threatened to fire non-compliant employees and warned that service members who refused to vaccinate might face dishonorable discharge and confinement. And along the way, it seems federal officials may have pressured social media companies to censor information about pandemic policies with which they've disagreed. We now have a federal court that said so and an appellate court that said so. The concentration of power in the hands of so few may be efficient and sometimes popular, but it does not tend toward sound government. However wise one person or his advisors may be, that is no substitute for the wisdom of the whole of the American people. They can be tapped in the legislative process. Decisions made by a few often yield unintended consequences. They may be avoided when more are consulted. Autocrats have always suffered these defects. You sure have. And that's why we are an autocracy. More an autocracy than we are a republic. And I write in chapter one, inevitably the Democrat Party's infinite cultural, economic, and political interventions. Always in the name of the people in some virtuous and worthy cause lead to the steady decline of liberty and the steady rise of totalitarianism and the exploitation of the people. Fewer and fewer masterminds with an ever-increasing army of bureaucrats and enforcers reign over the citizenry and decide what is and is not good for them. The abuses of power are limitless, as are the justifications. And slowly but surely, the people get used to it, even vote for it, Until one day its grip is too tight. Then it's too late. In this and virtually all else it does, the Democrat Party's loathing of America is boundless. Now, I want you to listen to this Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham of New Mexico. Who simply issued a directive, a fiat, as if she's Mussolini. 
or in any other of the great totalitarians of our time and past times. It's an emergency, just like the pandemic. It's an emergency. So we are going to suspend. In fact, we're going to outlaw concealed carry permits and the concealed carry of weapons until the coast is clear. We'll start with 30 days. Does a governor have the power to suspend any part of the Federal Bill of Rights? The Bill of Rights are between you and your government. That is, they stand between you and your government. They are to protect you from the government. So when a Mussolini wannabe, the governor of New Mexico, says, hey, I'm going to suspend the Second Amendment. I'm going to suspend the Bill of Rights. You go, well, which part of it? Oh, don't worry, it's just the guns. Failed Democrat governors, failed Democrat mayors, failed Democrat legislatures, they undermine law enforcement, they institute policies where people go in the front door and out the back, they put their phony judges in place who rubber stamp what the defense counsel wants in these criminal cases. So you get all this crime, and they blame an inanimate object. I can assure you, in the vast, vast majority of cases where people are killing people, it's not with legal weapons. And the irony of it all, that the president's own son acquires a weapon illegally. And the Department of Injustice, under the mob lawyer, Meritless Garland, did everything he could to slip a curveball by the judge in Wilmington, but she wouldn't have any of it. But they tried. Here she is, Governor Grisham. In a town hall Friday, cut four, go. All the examples you cited are crimes. Kids shooting at other kids, shooting from cars. So what's the value of the civil order? Why not just do better law enforcement? Both. The value of the order is, is that I'm, it gives me three things. One, it says it's a statewide issue and it's a message to everyone to start leveraging your resources and arresting people. Two, the jurisdictions come at this, including with the DOJ restrictions, differently without the leveraging and the additional resources, arresting, and where do they go? We've got to make sure that everyone is bumping up their services. It's a message to the uh, Metropolitan Detention Center. It's a message to the Can agent I stop for now? What the hell is she talking about, Mr. Producer? What the hell is this woman talking about? What did they do? I'll go to the uh, Joe Biden school of uh, mealy mouth. Go ahead. Treatment. We have been sort of stalled out to your point. This order basically says stop stalling out. And to your point, just arrest everyone. Well, I also have to have the ability. I can't arrest everyone. There are literally too many people. To You're not arrest. arresting everyone. How about arrest 10 percent? How's that? And not only arrest them, but actually put them in jail. Wouldn't that be cool? 
We have this epidemic now because of you Democrats. You've destroyed local law enforcement. You make it impossible for cops to do their jobs. You expose them to lawsuits and suspension and and all the rest of it. Because, of course, there's that systematic racism going on, as we all know. Look what's going on in Philadelphia and New York. Look, Look what's going on in Chicago. The idiots in Chicago, look what they elect for mayor. They like a guy who's, uh, who's defending criminals. That's why anybody who can is getting the hell out of these cities. Anybody who can is getting the hell out. Even the rich liberals are leaving. Even the rich liberals are trying to get the hell out. Now, they're not going to change their policies. You know, they'll go to Florida and vote, vote stupid. They'll go to Tennessee and vote stupid. They'll go to Texas and vote stupid. But they don't care. Hypocrisy is the coin of the realm. Go ahead. Allow us. Someone got a concealed carry permit in Albuquerque walking down a public street. They're not going to get arrested. I can make the point that maybe they should be. Ah, maybe they should be. So if you're carrying a weapon legally in Albuquerque, this governor would arrest you. I'm sure she had a blast during the pandemic, Mr. Producer, aren't you? They can't arrest everybody, but if you don't have a mask, we can arrest you. If you're going to church, we'll arrest you. If you're involved in some kind of outdoor activities, we can arrest them too. Maybe your restaurant that's open because you don't want to go broke. You have all your money and ah, we'll arrest you too. I remember when it was righteous to go out of business. I remember when it was righteous. But now, you know. Masks don't work. It doesn't matter. I want you to listen to this fascist. Go ahead. I'm willing to do anything and everything. You don't have the power to do anything and everything. But what she does have the power to do, she's not willing to do. Because she's a crappy left-wing Democrat. And what they won't do is protect the population the old-fashioned way. Take the uh, criminals off the street, throw them in jail for as long as you damn well can. That might work. Now, the sheriff of the largest county in New Mexico says, well, that's great, but I'm not enforcing that law. It violates the Constitution. The mayor of Albuquerque, these are all Democrats, says, "Uh, hello, we don't have the power to do that, so I'm not recognizing your order. The DA in Albuquerque, another elected Democrat, has said, uh, uh, we can't prosecute for this. You even have Marxists in Congress who are going, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're kind of showing way too much ankle there, lady. I don't think we should be doing this because it'll be stricken. Certainly by the time it gets to the Supreme Court, we have at least three Supreme Court decisions that hold this unconstitutional. And by the way, that's another practice of the Democrats. Joe Biden's told by the Supreme Court, you don't have the power. You don't have the power when it comes to student loans to give up hundreds of billions of dollars that are owed to the taxpayers. Congress has to do that. So he does it anyway. Well, I have this other method of use. All the, uh, you know, the Politburo thinks they're very cute, but they go around the Supreme Court. They only follow court decisions they like. 
It's like the resegregation activities that are taking place in this country. Harvard, Yale, Princeton, you name it, back in the 20s and 30s, anti-Semites ruled those schools, so they prevented Jews from getting into those schools because the Jews would have been admitted at a higher rate than their population. Now it's the Asians. Can't have all these Asians coming into our school. What about everybody else? And this is what happens when you think groupism and not individualism. Supreme Court said, no, you can't do that. You know the right-wingers on the court? You know them? The white racists on the court? Clarence Thomas isn't white. Doesn't matter. He's part of the white-dominant society, so he's got to be a white racist, don't you know? And so, they rule, six to three, you can't segregate like that. You can't discriminate like that, have it. You know better than that, have it. And so they rule. So Biden, he mumbles some stupid thing. And then, of course, all the PhDs and the geniuses, the professors and the administrators, they all say, well, we have a way around this. We've we'll, we'll, we got a fix for this. We segregated 100 years ago, and we're going to segregate again. Now, I know, I just want to remind you, we are eight days away from September 19th. And that is the release of The Democrat Party Hates America. It's the most important book I've ever written. It's the longest book I've ever written. It is the most brutal takedown of the Democrat Party. It's got facts. It's got enormous amount of research. I've done it all myself, and yet it reads very smoothly. It's in plain English, page to page, chapter to chapter. You will learn things about the Democrat Party you never knew. Now, we think we know it all, but we don't. You'll see that Franklin Roosevelt was not only an anti-Semite, he was a bigot. Oh, I know. Doris Kern, what is her name? Whatever the hell her name is. She'd be very upset at me now. All the docu-crap that they put out there promoting the great FDR, the icon of the left, they really love FDR. Why? Because he blew out the Constitution and our economic system. That's why. Their former hero was, you know, Wilson. Certainly, if not the biggest, one of the biggest racists to ever be in the Oval Office. Joe Biden. Early Joe, you know, he's a chameleon. But early Joe Biden, he was quite the racist and segregationist. Didn't want to send his kids to a jungle, a.k.a. a black school. That's all been forgiven. Democrat Party, the party of slavery, all has been forgiven. Pulling down monuments, destroying papers and books. Attacking the founders, attacking the Constitution and the Declaration. But there's, there's the Democrat Party behind it all. Behind it all. All of it. Their name's not whitewashed. Their headquarters isn't scorned. Oh, they're Democrats, you know. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Is your cell phone in desperate need of replacement? You know the signs, right? Short battery life, so you have to have a charger on hand. Crack screen that gives you glass splinters. Ouch. It's time to put that old phone to rest and upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. Get a free 5G Samsung Galaxy with two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, and ultra-strong Gorilla Glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month, plus it comes with mobile hotspot. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin for your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. Dial pound 250, say Mark Levin. Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Let's talk about the Bill of Rights. Remember the Biden regime? Um, the most ubiquitous censorship in American history occurred over the last two and a half years at the hands of the Biden regime. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, Department of Homeland Security, and the Department of Justice. Censorship in America. You don't have free speech. You don't have anything. You can't communicate with your fellow citizens. Unless, of course, you push the party line, the Democrat party line, it's over. That's why we don't have a free press. We have a press that's free to censor, to humiliate, to attack. To give voice, the mouthpieces for the Democrat Party. That's what it's free to do. It's destroyed a free press. These punks who've taken over these various media sites and news sites, these corporatists like Comstack and uh, some of the others, Comcast, they've destroyed the press in America. We don't have a press in America. Well, we have a few outlets here and there. But it's a Pravda, basically. It is a... State media, there's not a dime's worth of difference. Even the vast majority of the media in this country and the Democrat Party, not a dime's. I'll be right back. Is your cell phone in desperate need of replacement? You know the signs, right? Short battery life, so you have to have a charger on hand. Crack screen that gives you glass splinters. Ouch. It's time to put that old phone to rest and upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. Get a free 5G Samsung Galaxy with two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, and ultra-strong Gorilla Glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month, plus it comes with mobile hotspot. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin for your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. Dial pound 250, say Mark Levin. Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. America's most powerful conservative voice, The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Ditch Mitch. 73% won McConnell to quit the leadership. Paul Bedard, the great Paul Bedard at the Washington Examiner. 73%. 
likely voters would like McConnell. 73% want Biden out. 73% want McConnell out. But of course. Of course. Uh, I think they should put padded uh, pads in these uh, in the Republican leader's office. They should put them in the Oval Office so these guys don't hurt themselves. And then they have these quacks, in my humble opinion. Just my opinion. What do I know? Oh, he's in great health. He is? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Why is he staring into the atmosphere for 35 seconds? He's looking for, you know, the North Star. No, he's inside. He's in the building. So, he's got x-ray vision. Oh, okay, Doc. Thank you. And Biden? Biden, he's perfectly fine. He can't talk. No, he's talking. Just because you don't understand what he's saying doesn't mean he's not talking. No, it's called gibberish. No, it's not. He's got a Wilmington accent. That's what that is. Excuse me? It's a Wilmington accent. Oh, who knew? What amazes me is the arrogance of these people. And what even amazes me more is their wives. Mitch McConnell's wife knows he's incapable of going to the bathroom alone. Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden reminds me of, uh, you know, Frankenstein. But anyway, Dr. Jill Biden, she knows her husband is a certified imbecile. But she likes being first lady. Oh, the free helicopter trip, trips and the... And the flights on Air Force One, no more Air Force Two. That was so condescending. And, of course, the Secret Service rebuild your house. They put a big wall around their home in Rehoboth. Probably used some of the metal they're selling off from on the southern border. And they're having a grand old time, the Bidens. And we're subsidizing it. Joe Biden is the biggest welfare queen in American history. You heard me right. We don't know kings from queens anymore in this country, so that's perfectly fine. So this uh, secretary, Jennifer Granholm, who's about as smart as, uh, well, as a bowl of oatmeal. And she was a governor. Ooh, she's got to be smart. No, she's an idiot. Nonetheless, Jennifer, may I call you Jennifer? No, so I will anyway. She decides she's going to show show you how these electric cars work, and they're going to drive across the country. She and a caravan of lapdogs, electric cars that can go about 300 miles, and that's it. Then you have to recharge them for 45 minutes to an hour. Good luck with that. I mean, you think uh, the drives you take, three, four, five hours, are going to turn into eight, nine, ten hours. I mean, think about that. And where, where, and where are all these charges? Oh, we're building them. Oh, okay. So people are going to pull into somewhere. They're all going to wait in line for some jerk who's been there for an hour. So it's going to be more than an hour. They're not going to have a charging place for every single car. So if I've, Mr. Producer, how many times have I asked this question, particularly in the cities? Where are you going to charge your car? You got all these high-rises, these skyscrapers, you got a zillion people. You know, you're living the life. The Democrats want everybody next to each other in these dense areas, wearing masks, eating the same food. Really, no cars if they can get away with it. But anyway, there you are. 
And so you live in one of these tall skyscrapers, right? Some of them are 30, 40, even more floors. Uh, where are all these chargers? You can have hundreds of them? Oh, I'm, I'm sure the electrical grid can handle all of this. Of course, it can't handle most of it. Don't worry. Joe Biden's at the wheel. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And if not him, Kamala Harris. And the Politburo, of course. So anyway, listen to this. This is the trip from hell. From Fox, Biden Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. Now, what does she know about energy? Making millions off of stock that benefits from the policies the regime is putting in place. How is it you got 91 charges against Trump and none against the Pelosi's for all the crap that they, you know, benefited from? Self-dealing, in my view. Granholm, you got all these crooks. There's Biden, of course, the biggest thug of the bunch. Not one charge among them. Gee, I wonder why. Anyway, Biden Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm had a rocky electric vehicle tour that included a confrontation with a family who called the police on her staff over a charging station standoff. Granholm's staff got into a tiff with an unhappy family earlier this summer after her team tried to hold an electric vehicle charging spot by parking a gas-guzzling car there. Ooh, according to an NPR story from Sunday, the headline, electric cars have a road trip problem even for the Secretary of Energy. Don't worry, Buttigieg is just going to fix it all, the Secretary of Transportation. Oh, yeah. The four-day trip from North Carolina to Tennessee. First of all, why is there a four-day trip from North Carolina to Tennessee? I could see a four-day trip from, let's say, the coast of New Jersey to the coast of California. But why is there a four-day trip from North Carolina to Tennessee? It was, quote, intended to draw attention to the billions of dollars the White House is pouring into green energy and clean cars. Now think about that. Step back. Clear your heads of all the static. So the government basically owns the automobile industry now. You see how fast that happened? Boom. Now, they don't own it outright, but they own it. They're telling them what to produce. They're subsidizing the prices, which are still through the roof and unaffordable. They're trying to put the, the automobiles and other vehicles that use gas out of business by having such impossible regulations that nobody can meet them, so they have to go electric if they want to make any money. And the only way they're really making money, most of them are losing, is if the government gives them some of your tax dollars. Isn't that perfect like East Germany or uh, Havana, Cuba? It's perfect. Now, Granholm's ambitious southern trip that was painstakingly mapped out ahead of time to allow for charging drew the ire of one family in particular due to a familiar problem with electric car vehicle drivers. What's the problem? There aren't enough charges, and it takes for damn ever to charge the car. Man, are we in for a real shot to the forehead when gas-using vehicles are basically outlawed. When we're going to have brownouts and blackouts because the grid can't handle this. You think we have supply chain problems now? Ask any trucker what's going to happen. These idiots in Washington, D.C., they're politicians, they're lawyers for the most part, or they're Marxists. 
They don't have to manage anything. I don't know that any of them actually had a real private sector job creating anything. So they just write things. And, and then the bureaucrats. They're having a grand old time. You know, they use the subway around Washington, D.C. They don't even need to use cars. We'll teach these people. And now while we're at it, get rid of the light bulb. And while we're at it, the HVAC system. And while we're at it, the ceiling fans and those damn dishwashers and dryers and, uh, and washing machines. Oh, we'll get control of those things, too. We'll teach them, boy. And those gas stoves. Oh, my God. How many people have died from all these appliances? None. How many people have died from cafe standards every year? Years and years ago, I wrote about this in Liberty Interior, and I did all the, looked at all the available research. It's up to 40,000 people die as a result of cafe standards. Because you lose the, the metal cabin, the steel cabin. They have to make them lighter and lighter and lighter, so there's more aluminum. There's more rubber. There's more plastic. There's no other way to make a vehicle lighter. It's called physics. But, you know, Democrats aren't very good at physics or much else. Between stops, Granholm's entourage at times had to grapple with the limitations of the, of the present, said NPR's Camilla whatever, who accompanied her on the trip. If the Granholm staff realized there weren't enough charging spots for electric vehicles at a stop near Augusta, Georgia, an Energy Department staffer tried parking a non-electric vehicle by one of those working charges to, pres- to reserve a spot for the approaching Secretary of Energy. That did not go down well, a regular gas-powered car blocking the only free spot for a charger. In fact, a family that was boxed out, a swelter on a sweltering day with a baby in the vehicle, was so upset they decided to get the authorities involved, they called the cops. In the end, (laughs) the team arranged for the family to also charge its car while Granholm charged hers. Now, the spokes idiot who drives an electric car herself acknowledged the issue, the confrontation underscored for the future of electric automobiles. Well, don't worry, we're going to ban guns. So only the bad guys will have guns, and only the bad guys will have gas-powered vehicles. They'll control the streets, they'll drive all they want, and we, the schmucks, we're going to be standing there, no protection. And you know what? I, can I make a prediction, Mr. Producer? Carjacking will go down. As bad as these criminals are, they don't want electric cars. Are you kidding me? They're probably thinking, yeah, stupid these people are. I drive an electrical, electric vehicle myself, wrote DeMonsco, and I've test-driven many more on NPR's auto reporter. I know how easy it can be to charge one. Everything goes well and how annoying it can be when things go poorly. You're talking about the Secretary of Energy. She has a phalanx of government employees paid for by us. We're mapping out where these charging stations are. Can you imagine if you just want to take the kids and drive somewhere? You got to map out these stations. People don't realize how good we have it in this country. And all based on what? A fake, phony ideology that we somehow have more power than the sun. And that we're making the earth warmer. And by the way, why is that so bad? I remember when the Amazon was done. Oh, we need warmer. Hey, we got the global cooling. Oh, come on now. Okay, great. The Earth's warming. Oh, well, I can't do that. Okay, the Earth's fine. Okay, that's called climate change. What are you talking about? And so we're destroying our entire economy, way of life, and we're impoverishing ourselves. 
It's because the Democrat Party hates America. And I should have had a subtitle. And they're stupid as hell on top of it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Is your cell phone in desperate need of replacement? You know the signs, right? Short battery life, so you have to have a charger on hand. Crack screen that gives you glass splinters. Ouch. It's time to put that old phone to rest and upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. Get a free 5G Samsung Galaxy with two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, and ultra-strong Gorilla Glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month, plus it comes with mobile hotspot. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin for your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. Dial pound 250, say Mark Levin. Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Boy, I've got more on this governor of New Mexico. She's a real nut job. But on the other hand, she's the kind of radical the Democrats want as they shred our Constitution, our Republic, and the civil society. I want to apologize to you on two fronts. Number one, my printer's not working, so I'm forced to read off my monitor and squint my eyes like Joe Biden. And number two, I'm really reading with one eye. People who listen know I had a hemorrhage behind my left eye like four years ago. Well, it still leaks all the time. And I'm a little behind on my needle, which I take about every six or seven weeks, or I think one's coming up, actually. So it's just a little blur. But we do our best here. Yes, we do. After all, it's called a talk format, not a read format. Right, Mr. Producer? There we go. All right, we got a little bit more on this uh, genius governor of New Mexico. And by the way, old Mexico claims New Mexico, but that's a whole other story. Democratic New Mexico governor Michelle Lujan pays $150,000 to settle crotch grab claim. This is from 2021, sent to me by my buddy Mark Klein. Campaign finance report revealed that Luhan Grisham's campaign had paid 62500 to a law firm representing James Hallinan, who alleged that the then-gubernatorial candidate had poured a bottle of water on his crotch in front of other staffers during a meeting and then grabbed his genitals through his clothes while she left. Isn't that uh, outlawed, Mr. Producer? Are you uh, glad to see me, or are you just uh, caring there? Monday's, well, they said Monday's file included an updated schedule of payments, so it's a total of 150000 The Albuquerque Journal reported back then uh, about her payment. Now, that's that. But there's even more about this stellar Democrat governor. Let's see here. We have this from K, uh, our Station, KOB. It is for investigates. Review of expenses reveals governor spending most of her discretionary fund on groceries. A review of six months worth of invoices, receipts, and expense reports of the governor's contingency fund realized a vast majority of it is spent on food. 
for the governor's residence. I thought she looked a little on the uh, fat side, Mr. Producer. Uh, not a Chris Christie, but maybe a little Chris Christie knockoff. Uh, so uh, she couldn't pay for her own food. What a stellar governor. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. We want to welcome Chicago Land again on WLS, where we are live and national. First time in 21 years. I've always told the folks there at the station, you need to run this show live, not late into the night. And so we want to thank them, because that's exactly what we're doing now. I don't want to be dead when we play it live. You know, that doesn't make any sense. So welcome to all you folks who now get to hear the show or aren't going to bed. Now, I hope you were able to watch my Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday. And starting this Saturday, it'll be 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That would be 7 p.m. Central Time out there in Chicago on Sundays. But we're also going to run the show Saturday. Not the same show. Same format, but a completely different show. Let me give you an example. This coming Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern, my first guest will be Dr. Thomas Saul, who hasn't done TV since the last time he did my show a few years back, and has no intention of doing any more TV but for this interview. Um, he's in his 90s. He is, he's an icon. He's just fantastic. He will be our first guest on Saturday. And I said, let's keep it really, really smart. So our second guest will be Victor Davis Hanson. And when I first did this show on Fox, Media Matters, which is the Soros um, front group, the frauds, phonies, and reprobates, they, uh, they said the show was boring. Mr. Producer, it's the number one show on the weekends, typically, but certainly on prime time in the evenings. Now, we'll be up against... They're never wrong over there at Media Matters. Media Matters for America, they call themselves. 
Their immediate marriage is for un-Americans, and I don't know how they survive their tax status as a charitable nonprofit organization. Well, I do. The IRS is out to get conservatives, not reprobates. So that's Saturday. Then Sunday this weekend, the first half of the show will be me. Me, myself, and I, all three of us. And the second half will be our buddy Stephen Miller. who runs a wonderful legal organization, AFL, America First Legal. But I wanted to mention that because those are two separate shows, same format, same host. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, both days. I know there's a lot of football, there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's an easy way to resolve that. Since you can't be at two places at the same time, you set your DVR for both shows as far as the eye can see. Then you can watch it whenever you want. But they're going to be killer shows. Number two, um, next week my book, The Democrat Party Hates America, which we've been talking about a little flavor here and there for, for two months, maybe more. The entire book will be out. And we'll have an entire discussion about the grave threat that we are facing as freedom-loving Americans. And we talk about this all the time. Ideas have consequences. And in our case right now, their ideas, the consequences are the destruction of your way of life, your liberty, your family, your faith, and your country. Those are bad ideas. And they need to be countered. That's what I'm here for. But it's going to be the most brutal takedown of the Democrat Party in history, certainly modern history. And um, it's almost like Machine Gun Kelly. Maybe you've heard of Machine Gun Kelly, but on steroids, the amount of incoming flack that that very evil and diabolical institution uh, will be taking politically, of course, philosophically, historically, from me. And I did an interview with my buddy, Paul Bedard from the Washington Examiner. It'll be out early. It'll be out Friday before the book comes out, and I look forward to sharing that with you. And during the course of the interview, he was just... He was he was shocked by this book. I don't think I'm mischaracterizing it. He said, you know, there's no ranting, raving, there's no bumper sticker stuff in here. This is a heavy-duty book, like your other books, but it's very readable and so forth. I said, yes. And he asked me, very, very important questions that I respond to. And I'll also be doing this Friday um, a full hour of Sean Hannity's show on Fox. So I don't think you'll want to miss that. The book comes out next Tuesday. But this will give you sort of a very, very strong, deep understanding of what's in this book now. And... Um, Hopefully you'll get your copies as fast as you can so they can reach you as fast as you can and you can break it open and read it. And by the way, not just you. You want to give copies to friends, family, neighbors, co-workers, certainly kids. If you have kids in college or kids in high school, this is a good start right here. And I'll expose the racism of the Democrat Party both against blacks and against whites now. I'll expose the anti-Semitism of the Democrat Party, their hate for Latinos, their hate for Asians, because this is the nature of that party, folks. This is what they do. 
This is the only way they survive. And then they poison the civil society. They destroy the constitutional firewalls against tyranny. And it's all about them. The empowerment of the Democrat Party. Now, so preseason's over when it comes to discussing this book. I feel like my hands have been tied because I haven't been able to discuss it in full because it's not out yet. But that's going to change. That's going to change. You're going to hear some things on Friday. You're going to read some things on Friday over the weekend, Monday. And then Tuesday, hopefully you'll have the book in your own hands. It's 40% off on Amazon. You'll get your first edition of it because I already know they're printing a second edition because the first edition is obviously going to sell out based on the pre-order. So I encourage you to get it. Don't be intimidated by this book. Don't be intimidated by this book. There's nothing to be intimidated for or about. It's a thick book. It's got eight different chapters, including the epilogue. You just take your time, go through it. I think you'll find what many of the other people have found who've, who've read the pre-publication copies, a handful of people, that it goes very quickly. It flows. And even those of you who don't like to read, there will be an audio available for you, so when you're in the car, wherever, if you're in a truck, you can listen to it as well. Um, I want to make it available on every imaginable format. So you can get it at Amazon.com, and come Tuesday, it'll be in every major bookstore. It'll be in Costco. It'll be in Target. It'll be in Sam's Clubs. It'll be in, uh, I don't even know all the names. BJ's. It'll be in Walmart. And, of course, Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. Anywhere books are sold, except all these, some, you have some of these liberal bookstores that ban the book and so forth. But there's a lot of little independent stores that will carry it as well. As I say, don't be intimidated by this book. There's nothing to be intimidated about. And, and in fact, I want you to actually be pretty excited about it, very interested in it. Um, if you go into it with a really positive attitude, you're going to come out with it. You're going to have 10 years worth of education. You don't even have to go to college. It's, it's going to be killer. And uh, in my view, in my family's view, it's the best book I've ever written, and I believe that too. And I've written American Marxism and Liberty and Tyranny and some of these other books. I feel this surpasses it. You know, David Limbaugh is a dear friend of mine, Russia's brother. He said to me, you know, he said, I hear you on the radio talk up this book. And now I've read most of it. And you're not kidding. It's not hype. I said, I'm not kidding. And here's the reason why. If I tell you that something is really good and it turns out to be a real bomb, or if the publisher takes money from you, they get the bulk of it from the sale of this book, even at a great discount, and you find that the book really should be a doorstop, I don't want you to feel that way. I don't want my audience to feel that way and never to come back again. You're going to see you get your money's worth and then some. And then some. There's a lot of people out there, and I'm not pointing fingers at any one individual. There's a lot of people out there who don't even write their books. The publishers hire writers or ghost writers. And they do the research and they write most of the book and then the 
the so-called author will step in and do some editing. Maybe you should move this chapter here. I don't like this sentence. Let me add a few. But they don't do the research. Now, if you look at me on TV, you say these see these big, dark bags under my eyes, even though I try to cover them. I'm just joking, but you see them. That's because when I'm in a book cycle, really trying to get a book written, something compelling, something substantive, I spend a tremendous amount of time thinking about it before I actually start the writing. And I start researching general areas, and it eventually leads me to where I I need to be. American Marxism didn't start out as American Marxism. Liberty and tyranny I had in my head for 20 years. It just depends. The Democrat Party hates America I've had in my head for 20 years, maybe 30 years. But I didn't want to do some slapstick or slap-together book. I never will, because my name is on this book. Because all those end notes you see, hundreds and hundreds of them, I put them at the end of this book. I read it all. And those end notes you see at the end of the book, if I added end notes in other books that I read in part or whole, other articles that I read in part and whole, other research that I did in part and whole, the book would be it would be three times the size. It'd be two thousand pages long. Nobody wants to read that. I'm not writing War and Peace. So I hope you'll check it out. I've written this for us. It's not written for the New York Times or the Washington Post. It's certainly not written for the Biden regime or Democrat officials. It's written for Democrats, too, by all means, anybody. But mostly you. So you have Well, Mark, you're singing to the choir. I'm not singing to the choir. I'm giving information to patriots who want to go out there and use it. Because ultimately it's going to be up to you, not me. As massive as this radio audience is, the second biggest in the whole country. And as massive as the Fox show is, we don't reach nearly enough people. That's up to you. And me, but it's up to you to take the messages that you get out of this book and to spread the word. You have to be the Paul Revere's. I'll be the Thomas Paine. This is my pamphlet, if you will. It's a book. And his pamphlets were 50, 60 pages long. They were an actual tiny little pamphlet. It doesn't matter. He wrote the pamphlets, and the word spread all over the country. All over the country to galvanize the colonies against the crown. I want to galvanize with the people against tyranny. And that tyranny is the watchword of the Democrat Party, whether they admit it or not. I'm not interested in their title. The name of the book is The Democrat Party Hates America. Why isn't it The Democratic Party Hates America? I mean, honestly, that's when you're looking at a name, Democratic Party's more proper than Democrat Party. I'll tell you why. 
because I decided if as a nation they're going to try and tell us that we can't define a woman, we can't define a man, we can't define which genitalia, genitalia belongs to who, then I'll be damned if I'm going to call them by the name that they want, the Democratic Party. Plus, there's nothing democratic about them. So I'll use the term that I choose to use. Not that they demand that we use. It's like progressive. I call them Marxists. You will only hear me call them progressive when I'm referring to history. The, they call it the progressive era. They call them so. But I personally do not call them progressives. That's intended to camouflage their Marxist roots. They're Marxists. They think like Marxists. Not in every respect, but general respects, absolutely. And every one of these Marxist movements has a home in the Democrat Party. Democrats never speak out against them. They use them to exploit society. So the chapters in these books, I think, uh, are very important. Now, the, the chapters in the book actually go beyond the title of the chapter. As you can imagine, I can't write a long paragraph about a title. But the first chapter is the Democrat Party and Authoritarianism. Very, very important. The second chapter, you're going to be blown away by what you learn. Anti-black racism and anti-Semitism. The third chapter, I decided, look, i got to have the guts to spell this out, so I do. Anti-white racism and anti-Semitism. What you're going to find there is an entire, what I call, civil rights Marxist movement. There's scholars all over, colleges and universities, pushing this stuff. Chapter 5 is, excuse me, Chapter 4, Language Control and Thought Control. Where did I get that from? Well, look what's taking place. And anybody who's ever lived through totalitarian regimes, this is what they talk about. You're going to be shocked at the similarities. Chapter 5, The War on the Citizen. Chapter 6, War on the Nuclear Family. Chapter 7, War on the Constitution. Chapter 8, Stalin would be proud. And then the ending, the epilogue. Run over to Amazon.com. Get your 40% off first edition now before Tuesday because I don't know what's going to happen to that discount. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Yeah, I'm just sitting here. Do you know what an honor it's going to be to talk to Tom Saul? Such a tremendous icon has had an enormous influence on my life as a young man. And I remember those early Buckley shows, one-on-one interview, long-form interview, and that's why I've always wanted to do these long-form TV interviews. Firing line. Growing up as a kid, they're, they're deep in my memory and I remember Tom Sowell showing up often, and Milton Friedman, and so many others. And then, of course, Free to Choose from Milton Friedman. Just absolutely fantastic. These are programs that had an enormous influence on me, an enormous influence on people like Ronald Reagan, as a matter of fact. 
When we come back, there's not enough time in this short segment. I want to tell you about President Trump's lawyers, what they have filed on the January 6th case in Washington, D.C. We'll get into some specifics. I think what they have filed is very, very important. Uh, whether or not this judge uh, recuses herself, uh, I think she's has a massive chip on her shoulder. She is a radical leftist who has no business being on the court. And I spent my entire opening statement, a.k.a. monologue, on the Sunday show talking about it. And I want to get into it a little bit more. We'll be right back. If you want to talk to Mark, we have two numbers for you to call. For regular Americans, call 877-381-3811. For liberals, call 877-381-3811. Last night on Life, Liberty, and Levin, I spent the entire opening monologue on Judge Tanya Chutkin. That she should be nowhere near a courthouse, let alone a courthouse involving a case with Donald Trump or anybody from January 6th. And uh, our dear friend, attorney, writer, Julie Kelly, wrote a very significant piece. And she wrote this piece. Nobody's done a better job covering January 6th and what's going on in these courthouses and jails than she, period. And if she were a liberal and this was being done to Democrats or Antifa or BLM, she would be up for a Pulitzer Prize by now. And she went through an enormous amount of transcripts from these various trials and quoted some of them in this recent article. And it was very clear that there is simply no way that this judge has met the rules of professional conduct for judges. So I I looked at the quotes that she found that came straight out of this judge's mouth, mostly during the sentencing stage of these plea agreements or trials. And there are several of them in which she basically says Donald Trump is guilty, Donald Trump shouldn't be free, or the guy, she refers to him. She says the election was fair and square. She goes on and on and on, and you may agree with that, but this is one of the issues being litigated in front of her. And, of course, she picks March 4th, which is one day before Super Tuesday, the most important primary day on the calendar, And she, what I say, jumps the line. She was the second federal case brought, but now she's jumped in front of the first federal case, the one involving documents in Florida and the judge down there, because she wants to rush this, deny President Trump his Fifth and Sixth Amendment rights, Fifth Amendment due process, Sixth Amendment is the effective uh, representation to counsel, by forcing President Trump's lawyers, despite all the other litigation going on, at the same time, even if he had no other litigation going on, to conduct discovery and to review 12.8 million pages of documents. And that's before they even, on their own, you know, use information they have and gather their arguments and put them together and so forth. So the government had two and a half years. So it's obvious that this woman, I will say woman, even though you're not allowed to say woman anymore, well, what do you want me to say? All right, I'll say it. That this reprobate, in my view, shouldn't be a judge. That's number one. Certainly shouldn't be a judge in this case. That's number two. And number three, should recuse herself. Now, she's an egomaniac. She's a uh, 
a judicial bomb thrower. She's demonstrated that in case after case. She has said things that are absolutely intemperate in other cases involving Donald Trump and the events. You're a judge. You're not a New York Times columnist. You're not an MSNBC commentator. You're a judge. You're supposed to focus on the case in front of you. Not provide hyperbole and make provocative statements about the events and the former president of the United States and then expect to be able to be a judge in that, in that case in your courtroom to handle this in a way that doesn't create at least the appearance, the appearance of impartiality. In her case, the appearance of partiality. And the rules of professional conduct for a judge says, you better not do that. That's not what you're supposed to do. And it goes even beyond that. And if you want to know more, uh, you can go online and see what I said about it in the monologue. But the examples that are used, really, it's Julie Kelly who dug those out. So now what? Why am I even talking about this? CBS News. Today, today, attorneys for former President Donald Trump won a new judge in his 2020 election interference case. I love the way they call it election interference case, as if he's guilty of election interference. He's not guilty of anything. In a filing today, they argued that Judge Tanya Chutkin should recuse herself from the case for previous statements. They say they give the appearance of bias. No, they are biased. They did not outright accuse Chutkin of being biased against Trump, but highlighted statements that claimed created a perception of prejudgment incompatible with our justice system, 100%. They said Judge Trunkin has, in connection with other cases, suggested that President Trump should be prosecuted and imprisoned, which he did. Such statements made before this case began and without due process are inherently disqualifying, they wrote. Trump's filing highlights several instances during hearings related to defendants in January 6 riot cases in which Trump's attorneys say Chunkin appeared critical of the former president. Julie Kelly pulled this out. I highlighted these, giving her credit, of course, but I applied the code to it. I applied the code to it, and I said, how in the world can she handle this case? Chunkin said during October 2022 hearing, this was nothing less than an attempt to violently overthrow the government, the legally, lawfully, peacefully elected government by individuals who are mad that their guy lost. Later adding, it's blind loyalty to one person who, by the way, remains free to this day. By now your chin should be hitting the floor, right? Trump's lawyer said this is an apparent prejudgment of guilt. It sure as hell is. By the way, he's still free. Why do you even get into that? This is a sentencing situation. You shouldn't even be talking about Trump. You shouldn't even be entertaining it. Let alone he remains free. I mean, it's very clear. The, the lawyers say the public meaning of this statement is inescapable. President Trump is free, but should not be. That's exactly correct. Shows how I'm just stating a fact. No, you're not stating a fact. And why are you stating it at all? The filing also highlights statements Trunkin made to rioter Robert Palmer, who was sentenced to more than five years in prison for using a wooden plank and a fire extinguisher to attack police. Quote, she said, 
the people who exhorted you and encouraged you and rallied you to go and take action in the fight have not been charged. How do you like this, Mr. Producer? And it goes on. There's more examples. As I mentioned during the Fox program, in the Julie Kelly uh, review of these massive amount of uh, public information, transcript. This is what reporters used to do. They don't do this anymore. You know why? And they don't even have to get off their fat asses to do it. Because the whole thing is a rump trial with a rump media. That's why. It's a railroad job. I also pointed out, I had three memos. One from Attorney General Mulcazy, one from Attorney General Holder, one from Attorney General Lynch, in which each of them said, unequivocally, and I paraphrase, that Department of Justice investigators and prosecutors are not to interfere with elections. They're not to interfere with campaigns. They're not even to appear to interfere. They're not... They're not expected to take steps. They're not allowed to take steps that would give an advantage to one candidate over another. Now, have you noticed what's taken place, ladies and gentlemen, in the last six to eight months? They've done this over and over and over and over and over again. Because it apparently doesn't apply to Trump. So this thing stinks from beginning to end. From beginning to end. If you have a chance, you might want to listen to that monologue. You might want to read Julian Kelly's piece at realclear.com. I'll be right back. Lovin. So my buddy Tim sends me this. Today in Alaska at the Remembrance, Biden said he was in New York at Ground Zero the day after 9-11. C-SPAN captured the video of him giving a floor speech in Washington, D.C. in the Capitol building the day after 9-11. That would be September 12th. During a speech in Anchorage, Alaska today, I read from uh, Twitter, Joe Biden claimed he was at ground zero the day after 9-11. He said, I remember standing there the next day. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. But here's Joe Biden giving a speech from the Senate floor on that day. You believe this, Mr. Producer? See, folks, I don't believe this is a, a issue of dementia. There are issues related to that. Joe Biden has been a liar, a serial liar, a shameless liar since he was a kid. He lied to get through law school. He lied to win the Senate seat. He's lied throughout his entire career. He lied to try and become the nominee. And that, of course, is what appeals to Democrats. This is a sick man, seriously, medically sick. This is a sick man in terms of a complete lack of class and character, a liar. A psychopath. And this is a corrupt man, a crook. And the Democrats circle the wagon to support him. The Pravda media circle the wagon to defend him and promote him because they don't see anybody in the wings willing to step up yet. If they do, they might grab onto them. They know Kamala's a sure deadpan loser. 
So obviously there is this Sanders-Obama Politburo working behind the scenes, keeping everything together, scripting things for this puppet. We don't know fully who they are. We can make guesses, but they have an enormous amount of power. Joe Biden isn't running this country. Joe Biden isn't running the executive branch. That's why they don't dare appoint a special counsel to investigate this guy. He may give everything up. Accidentally. I'd ask our friends in Chicago now. That governor of yours, doesn't he look like uh, one of those freaky characters in Star Wars or something, Mr. What is with that guy? He is a freak. He inherited billions so he could send his wife, you know, to Florida when they're shutting down the rest of the state of Illinois. But he can afford to be a radical left-wing kook because he's a billionaire. He'll escape it. It won't matter. My problem is people elect that jerk. But he looks, I can't put my finger on it. He looks like one of those, not the bar scene from the original story. He just looks like one of those Star Wars characters. Big, fat head, flat face. He's as wide as he is tall. Actually, pretty stupid guy, but a trust fund baby. Well, maybe he's not, but I don't really care. He's still a big, fat, stupid guy. And so, Chicago, I want to officially give a, uh, an honorary membership to your big, fat, stupid governor. We call it Fatties United or FU. And so we will make him an honorary member of FU. And as I've mentioned here throughout the country, when our members of FU actually meet and take a jet, we have to be very careful, strategic about how we, how we place them in a big jet, it's almost like a chess game. We cannot have Bill Barr, Chris Christie, and that big fat governor of Illinois on the same side of the plane at a list, like a boat. So I recommend, Mr. Producer, we put the two biggest, fattest ones, like, near the exit doors, one on each side, and then put the big, stupid, fat governor of Illinois, like, on the tail, near the bathroom, but easy, gives him easy access to that as well. Although I know he won't want to fly commercial, but if you're going to be a member of FU, you have to fly commercial. It is a uh, very squalid, you know, trip. And uh, I never want to be caught on there, but as the chairman of FU, I try to ride in first class. Actually, I don't, but you get the point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our trucker friends, freedom fighters in Ukraine and, and Taiwan. We remember our first responders every day on this program. And I want to thank all of you on this in this magnificent audience, I am blessed that you're there. God bless each and every one of you, and I'll see you tomorrow.